Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another incredible, exciting, stupendous, I already said scrum diddlyumptious on Wednesday for the new year, so I'm not going to use that one again. Beauty myth? There we go. Beauty myth. I don't think that's a word. I don't care. I'm going with it, Mike. I'm going with it. Okay. Episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. My name is Matt. And as you heard, there's my good buddy, my mentor, my long-distance drinking buddy, Mike Talent, who is no longer mysterious. Oh, man. I'm no longer mysterious. Okay. Just Mike Talent. 154 episodes in, you are not mysterious anymore. I'm sorry. Everybody knows who you are. They know your quirks, and they know what rock concerts you go to. Ah, all right. Dang it. So, Mike, for Real Film Nerds Podcast episode number 154, we are doing a tributary. What movie are we talking about, Mike? Or shall I say, Michael? So... so Nice, nice, Matt. <laughs> nice, nice segue there, Matt. Uh, we are talking about Six Underground, and this movie is uh, found on Netflix. On the old internets. Yeah. yeah. Do you uh, want me to start the, the rundown, Matt? Sure, Michael. Why not give us the rundown for Michael Bay's Six Underground? <laughs> Yes. Um, so, uh, like Matt said, this uh, movie is directed by Michael Bay. Uh, its writers are Paul Warnick and Rhett Reese. It's starring Ryan Reynolds, Melanie Laurent, Manuel Garcia Rufo, Ben Hardy, Andrea Arino, uh, Dave Franco, Corey Hawkins. And uh, for the summary, Matt, I you know I wrote this one again. So I think you're I think you're gonna like this one. I'm excited. I'm really looking forward to this segment. You need to start sending these to me so I can put them on the website instead of just copying and pasting our unofficial sponsor of the Real Film Nerds Podcast Information World, the Internet Movie Database. Ah, okay. Well, so uh, maybe I'll, I'll do that after this one. All right. So this is uh, Fast and Furious, but Michael Bay version. A movie about an elite group of uh, people, uh, mercenaries, uh, running jobs, and all the action that happens. That's pretty much it. With Michael Bay. No, I said Michael Bay version. I know, but I'm just trying to get some more Bay in there. Oh, okay. More Michael Bay. Yeah, you can never have too much Michael Bay. Hey, you know, he directed The Rock, which we love. Welcome to The Rock. Yes, that was a very good one. Now, what episode is that, Mike? Oh, I don't have it off the top of my head. Do you have it? You're cheating. You have no, it. No, I don't. No, it comes off like I'm cheating that I have it. No, I don't have it open. And you know, I can't type because I, I believe in the clicky keyboard. So it'll make lots and lots of wonderful noise that I will have to edit out. So I'm not going to do it. Oh. But it's Real Film Nerds episode. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to dump over that? No. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, I just terrible. said it really fast. Use the Googles like everybody else. Jesus. Nobody thinks anymore. It's, our brains are now called Google. Well, yeah. Or or Alexa, right? Yeah. 
or whatever the other one is, your girlfriend, what's her name, Siri? Yeah, but Siri's not. Mm. Does Mags get jealous because of how intimate you are with Siri? Yeah, I think so. Like, Siri, turn down the lights. Siri, play some soft music. Yeah, yeah. Siri, put on Netflix. Six Underground, now! Siri, order more lotion from Amazon. Hey, Siri, get me a beer. Nothing ever happens. Dude. That's 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 horrific. That's the very first thing they should have done with the smart assistants was create a way that they can bring you beers. That would be pretty neat. Matt, you remember the movie uh, The Shooter with um, Marky Mark or Mark Wahlberg? Yes. There's a there's a scene in the beginning of the movie where he's in the cabin and he asks his dog to go get a beer and there's like a towel on the door so he can open the door and then he grabs him a beer and hands it to him. That was like my one of my favorite scenes in that movie. Yeah, because you wish your dog could do that for you. You need to start working on that. You know, especially Mags being an animal person, she could train him. Yeah, we could. Or we is, could. That why, lo- is that why you're having a kid? So that they can bring you beers? Uh, juice. We, we call it juice. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> Wait till they crack that juice open and take a sip for themselves. <laughs> Okay, fine. Back on topic. Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Six Underground. Mike? Six Underground. What's the consensus here? Let's go to uh, uh, Mike Talent's magical structure. <laughs> All right, Matt. This is Matt where we talk about the technical things in the movie. <laughs> and so in this part of our segment, we will talk about uh cinematography and locations filming locations and action scenes matt how did you think the cinematography was on this <laughs> i like that you came up did you do that off the top of your head because you came off like so canned like you were reading it and i can see it in my eyeballs that you are not reading it where is that on your computer screen or something because that was pretty incredible mike no no i i completely came up with that off the top of my head See, you need to do more shit like that. That was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Well, thank you, Matt. So, yes. So, back to the question. This is definitely the most Michael Bay film Michael Bay has produced in the Michael Bay world to date. Yes. Uh, I was talking to one of my coworkers about this movie, and he was like, he started watching it, not realizing that it was a Michael Bay movie, and he's like, man, this really seems like a Michael Bay movie. I wonder who made this movie. Oh, it's Michael Bay. Yeah. How can you not tell? Like, literally, there's cars flying all over the place. There's shit breaking apart. There's death, destruction, murder, except for puppies. Yes. The puppies survive. But yeah, that 30-minute long car chase in the beginning was amazing. It's so over the top. So over the top. But I love it. Yeah, the... The action, the, the action scenes in this movie, I thought were really cool. Uh, there's some stuff towards the end where I'm not even exactly sure how they pulled it off, but it looked really cool. I don't want to give away yet. When the we get hotel? to the spoilers. No, the, the, on the ship. Oh, yes. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was trying to decipher that myself the other day, trying to figure out what they did to create set effects or how they did set effects of said thing that I've never seen done in a movie before. Yeah. So I think on a technical standpoint, this movie is just, um, you know, really wows. It's really, really good. 
Well, and most of it's practical. Like I would say 95% of it is practical, even in like the car chase. Sure. Like when like vehicles break in half and people go flying and they, you know, all that shit's kind of CG, CGI, but I think a large majority of this film was practical effects. And I think that's amazing because that's how Michael Bay does it. Yeah. Yeah. And Michael Bay is a very visual person. He likes setting up these shots. And, and, you know, like we keep saying in Michael Bay film, he definitely has a style. And his style is all over this one. It's very Michael Bay-y. Yeah. (laughs) It's a very, very, very prominent thing. All right. So, Mike, what's next on the uh, structure? Since the technical prowess of this film is incredible. And the cinematography, of course, is beautiful. Yeah, we talked about the action scenes as well. I think... Uh, I don't have a ton of notes on this movie, Matt, so... What am I drinking? Yes. What are you drinking, Matt? <sighs> well, Mike, thanks for asking. I'm going with a nice traditional beer. One of my favorite cheap beers as uh, your father pointed out when i was visiting over the holidays it has no preservatives it is nothing but the champagne of beers miller high life nice dude nice very very nice ah (laughs) nice uh i am drinking a double ipa or ipa and it is the sierra nevada hot bullet hot bullet hot bullet so do the hops hit you in the mouth like a bullet? Yeah, like uh, I think if I have like two or three of these, I lose teeth. That's pretty amazing, Mike. You'd have to get dentures. Yeah. Then we could call you Toothless Mike Talent. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. the dragon. <laughs> yes, for sure. I haven't seen that movie, though. I don't know if it's any good. Okay, so we got what are we drinking? I'm drinking a beer. You're drinking a beer. We got that covered. We got the uh, technical prowess. Uh, I guess we could talk about the acting or lack thereof. Uh, yeah. Um, do we want to talk about Ryan Reynolds in this movie? He is one of the actors. Yes. Let's talk about Ryan Reynolds he's part. not terrible, but he's not great. He's just kind of, yeah, he's there. Yeah. Like... He's, I don't know, this one feels kind of like he read his lines and he, he got his paycheck. Yeah, you know, I think he did better than that, but it's not anything special. It's not like, I don't think he was into it. I think, yeah, it was more of this was something to do between Deadpool 2 and Deadpool 3 while Disney and Fox were hashing out their merger. And now the merger's done and they're on the way to doing Deadpool 3 finally. Oh, they are. They I had. I don't think I knew what the current status of uh, Deadpool three is. Uh, Matt, can you update us? I don't know if they're in production or not, but I think they're in pre-production. But yes, they did say it is coming out, and it is coming out under a Disney banner. So that'll be interesting. <laughs> we'll so see how is that it goes. Rated G? No, no. They're trying to. I think that's one of the things they're arguing about. Is you know Ryan Reynolds and everyone else wants to keep it a nice hard R, not not like a soft R. No, like a hard R like this one. Like this one, I mean, this is a pretty hard R. The only thing that's missing is nudity. But it does have a lot of TNA, almost nudity. 
Yeah. Well, classic Michael Bay. Right. It's it's enough to make you satisfied and wanting more. You know, I think one of the only movies that I've watched of Michael Bay that didn't have like a beautiful woman in it was 13 Hours. Yeah, that's probably the only one. Because I think even Pain and Gain with uh, The Rock and Marky Mark had some scenes because they were like working out in Miami. I I do believe that Michael Bay either lives in Miami like, or just loves Miami to no end. He has done a lot of films there. And is he doing the new Bad Boys that's coming out? Yeah, that comes out uh, in January, I believe. Like uh, is just it really a few January? weeks. Oh, I, yeah. I thought it was farther than that. I thought it was maybe in the no. summer. But oh, interesting. I, I, I think uh, um, to the internets. Mike to the internets. While I talk about the rest of the actors, let's see. There was Melanie Laurent. For those of you who do not know, you might recognize her face. She is from Inglorious Bastards. She is an extremely famous French actress and director. I thought she did quite well in this film. Definitely as a hard-assed, badass, female CIA operative person. Yeah, yeah. And then there was Manuel Garcia Rolfo. And I thought he did pretty well. His character is pretty annoying, but his acting was well. I didn't know if I really liked him constantly quoting movies. The first couple times it was funny, and then towards the end of the movie, you're just like, ah, oh, ha, 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 that was funny. Not. Yeah, like, it didn't really, some of those long gags work better. This one just didn't seem to work. Ben Hardy, I really liked him. I thought he was quite interesting in this film. He was the uh, parkour guy. Yeah, yep. He had a decent role, and you you got a little bit out of him. His uh, his character sucked kind of too in the annoying spectrum, but how he approached it and how it came off wasn't bad. I'm not going to say it was great, but I thought Ben himself did quite well uh, in the film acting. And then Adria Arjona, I, I think that's how you pronounce it. Adria. Adria R. It's J-O-N-A, but I'm pretty sure it's H. Arjona. Uh, yeah, she was in it, I guess. I don't know. The only time you really see her is like right at the beginning of the car chase, and then that's kind of it. And then Dave Franco, I, I think he was just in it because they needed another recognizable face for however. And then uh, Corey Hawkins. Um, I don't know if I uh, was a huge fan of his character. He's a good actor, though. He was in uh, Straight Outta Compton, right? Yeah, yeah. He's in several movies yeah. that we've seen. He's a good actor, but I don't know if I liked his character and his straight laceness and, you know, always having to be the opposite of everyone else. It was like, no, it's supposed to be a team thing. It's supposed to be kind of like almost like a heist movie in a way. You know what I mean? But he was always like the going against the grain. And I don't know if I like that. Yeah. Nothing yep. to do with his acting. It's just the character. So, yeah, um, Matt, I, I looked up uh, Bad Boys for Life comes out on January 17th. Well, all right. Looks like uh, I don't have my calendar because I didn't get one for Christmas. But oh, uh, man. I think we will probably be doing that because uh, next week, a movie that I'm highly anticipating comes out, or this week, shall I say, not next week, this week, because this is next week's pod, is uh, 1917 comes out on January 10th. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, I actually have screening tickets for that, so I'll be watching that. 
on uh, this coming week a little bit early. You know, you could really stop mentioning that because it's just making me mad, Michael. It's just making me upset. <laughs> You've told me like nine times now. Just rub it in Sorry. my face. Are you going to take pictures of it and send it to me? Let me guess. Or are you going to sure. do like when you went to the concert and take a picture of you and Mag sitting there together? Hey, look where we're at. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. I'm going to start doing that to you. I'm going to start taking pictures of myself doing things and sending it to you. Like, hey, look, okay. Mike, I'm dropping a deuce and send you a picture. How'd you like that? Ooh, nay. <laughs> nay. Uh, I, I prefer uh, shitty selfie Thursdays, I think. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I knew somebody who did it for like two years. Every Thursday, they sent people like shitty selfies shitter selfies and like a lot of times it was in like porta pots and like random places <laughs> uh, he like go and find different places to take a crap and take a picture of it and send it to his friends that's amazing yeah. can, can we get him on as our other co-host mike <laughs> but he has to do the uh, entire podcast recording in a porta john <laughs> i don't know if that'd work out jesus that was a hard off topic like really bad <laughs> <laughs> Shitty yeah. selfies. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so next week, we're hoping 1917, and then we'll do Bad Boys for Life since you brought it up, unless you know if something else is coming out that we have to see. Uh, no, let, let's see another Michael Bay movie. I imagine this one will have a little bit more laughs. Well, I hope so with The Fresh Prince and Martin Lawrence. We'll see. Yeah. All right, Mike, so what's next in our structure? I, th- I think you asked me about a certain tie-in. Oh, okay. Are we to that already? I believe so. So speaking about shitty selfies, Mike, <laughs> I'm just going to use that for everything now. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about shitty selfies, Mike, how does Six Underground relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, thanks for asking, Matt. Um, so, uh, Corey Hawkins, uh, his character, a.k.a. Seven, uh, was in Iron Man 3 as a, a Navy... It just says Navy Op, so I don't know. Navy Operations person? I don't know. Means extra. Uh, Iron Man 3, it... Uh, yeah, it was probably like one of the times he went to a base or something like that and was working with um oh hell uh Rhodey uh Colonel Rhodes oh yeah yeah i thought you were going to just pull the uh um the uh Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool and Deadpool's now in the uh <laughs> Disney Marvel Cinematic Universe cuz i don't think they're going to like start over i think they're going to count uh Deadpool 1 and 2 but i don't know if they're going to officially accept him into the Marvel Cinematic Universe either so i don't know we'll see we'll see how that goes yeah, so that's kind of why I didn't say that because I, 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 it's kind of a weird. Well, that means spoiler time, Mike. Yes. So, so Matt, let's talk about that favorite thing that you love to talk about movies: the story. Or as in this movie, there is no story whatsoever. Yeah, it's actually pretty amazing. This movie's two hours, and there's barely any story. 
Well, okay. The first half of the movie, there's basically no story. The second half of the movie, it starts developing a story, and then the movie just ends. Yeah, and like part of the reason that this made me uh, rem- like compare it to Fast and Furious, which, if you can believe it, people, has way more story than this movie. A lot more, yeah. Yeah. Um, was there the the mention of like, oh, we're family and all this family stuff? But like, I didn't feel a lick of emotion for any of the, those scenes. Like, maybe just a tad. I don't know. Like, it was. I don't know. Yeah, there's supposed to be this badass group of mercenaries because they're not really former military. They're not really former police officers. I mean, the one guy is toward you find out later. Seven is. You know, that's the whole reason why they brought him in is because he was basically a badass. And there's the chick from the CIA, but they're not really, like, melding well as a team. Like, nobody knows shit about anyone else. Nobody really cares about anybody else. They all, a couple of them sleep together, and that's about it. And it's just like, I don't, honestly, when, spoilers again, when Dave Franco's character dies at the beginning, I'm just like, okay, that sucks. He was kind of a big name, and he's gone, but I didn't care. You know, and honestly, I wouldn't have cared if Ryan Reynolds' character would have died in the movie. Honestly, it was just, I had no emotional attachment to any of the characters whatsoever. I had no idea why they were taking it upon themselves to overthrow a government. I just, I didn't understand. Yeah, I'm not sure if some stuff got chopped on the floor or what, but it just didn't really... You're you're right. Like there is starting to be kind of a story, maybe a, a halfway or two thirds through the movie. But then, like then, it's like over. You finally start finding out that you know Ryan Reynolds is this, you know, billionaire that created some shit with magnets and he sells it to the government stuff first and all this other shit. And he's this billionaire from that. It's like oh cool. So we're starting to get some legitimate backstory and something I really care about instead of the backstories they presented. Like, the backstories they presented were just lame. Like, for all the other characters and stuff, they were just half-assed. And it was kind of a weird way of doing it where in the chase scene that lasts, like, 30 minutes or whatever in the beginning, it's like it goes into each character that's in the car, like, kind of one by one. And it's kind of, I don't know, it was a weird way of doing it, I thought. It was an awful way of doing it. Now, I will say... I'm biased as hell on this, but one of the scenes that I really loved, even though it was fake as shit, was, you know, uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds' character flying uh, Edge 540. I'm pretty sure that was Kirby Chamless. I'm pretty sure, because he was rocking a Red Bull helmet, even though it was Ryan Reynolds, I'm pretty sure it was Kirby Chamless was flying. And I think that was here, possibly over Lake Mead, but I didn't look up the filming locations. Oh, cool, man. Because Kirby Chambliss lives uh, outside of Tucson. He has his own runway. His front uh, driveway on his giant, I don't know how many acres his land is, but probably at least 100 acres. Um, His driveway is basically not a driveway. It's a runway. And he practices his competition flying. He's uh, really well known, not so much for aerobatics. He's mostly known for Red Bull air races. Uh, he's one of the handful of Americans that competes in it, but he's a very accomplished aerobatic pilot as well, and I believe he's a full-scale pilot. But anyway, so I figured they probably got him because they're like, hey, we'll give you like a few thousand bucks if you fly up here and like hover and do some flips and shit and then fly home kind of thing. But I don't know. I didn't look. Yeah, no, that was cool. I mean, there's 
this movie, uh, Michael Bay's definitely got a knack for setting up shots that are like just really pretty. Like he he definitely understands how it will translate in film, and he's really good at that. And like the action scenes, most of the action, like you said, is practical, and it was it was pretty awesome. Most of it. Well, the car chase. The car chase. Here's a good example of what you're saying: is the car chase. I was thinking the whole time, why the hell are they running around in this bright green Alfa Romeo through, you know, I think it was Italy. Was it Italy? Yeah, I think I think it was Italy, yeah. Why are they doing that in this bright green car that sticks out like no other? And I'm like, well, it's not because they picked a green car. It's because Michael Bay's like, that's going to look awesome against all these drab browns and blacks and whites. And he's right. It It did. It looked pretty sweet. There's a couple shot uh, shots in that scene with like this fountain, and it's like it's gorgeous. Like it's just really gorgeous. Like they do like these donuts and stuff. It's awesome. And I'm like, well, that's a cool shot, but like this 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 story isn't really starting. Like uh, it was just kind of depressing because like this movie is great for a lot of things, but it has no story, which is like makes the movie kind of throwawayable. Right. And that's, you know, one of the biggest harps that I always have. And I know you are very similar to me. If the story's garbage, the movie is. I'm sorry. It just is. The visuals, I mean, Michael Bay being Michael Bay is the reason why I gave it the reels that I'm going to give it. But it's still, it's still probably too high because, I mean, the story's just crap. Michael Bay, hire the dude that did the rock story. It, that was great. It was a good story. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, it was that one was a fun one, and he still got to blow up stuff and have all these uh, spinning cameras and like classic like <laughs> Michael Bay shots, like the the slow motion um, helicopter blades. Oh yeah, <laughs> like he, he he always has. He tries to squeeze that into I think every one of his movies somehow. Well, that and you know the TNA and then the oh, yeah. cars flying through the air that are driving on a flat street. Those are like his signature moves. Yep. So, Matt, I, I just uh, was thinking about this movie, and I kind of feel like there might be a Reservoir Dogs tie-in with this. So, like, in Reservoir Dogs, all the characters are named, like, Mr. Pink and Mr. Yellow and whatever. In this movie, um, which is about kind of a, a robbery gone wrong, in this movie, they're not really robbers as much as, like... I don't even know what to call them. Vigilantes? I Maybe think, even like... Yeah, mer- mercenaries, but mercenaries do it for money. Well, clearly the other people are doing it for money. So mercenaries or vigilantes, yeah, I think that's pretty decent. Because they're not sanctioned by anyone. They're kind of doing whatever the hell they want, which is kind of a scary <laughs> thing to think about. That, oh, if I have a few billion dollars, I can go overthrow a freaking government in a country? Nah. <laughs> Nah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but like all the characters' name were like one, two, three, four. I almost feel like that's kind of a similar, like a little thing, homage like, to Reservoir Dogs. Homage, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, and like like loosely, you know, like. Yeah, I see it. I don't know. I, I see it. I I was just thinking that. All right. So I got one I want to discuss, Mike. Okay. You alluded to it earlier. The ending scene, the hotel scene in Hong Kong. That hotel was freaking amazing. Oh, yeah. With the pool and stuff. Oh, my gosh. That was so cool. And how they shot it. I mean, I really liked it. I really, really liked all those scenes. Really did. 
I, I didn't think the boat, the final, final scene, the boat scenes were as strong, but it ended well. It ended really well with all of those things. Okay, go ahead. I'll let you talk about this boat scene. I know you want to talk about that. Yeah, you're 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 right. That hotel was like awesome. Like th- like everything technical about this movie, as far as like all the setup of the shots and all the practical effects, they were all awesome. It was just the story wasn't awesome. Yeah, the story's crap. Hundred percent crap. <laughs> uh, so in on the boat, um, they have this thing where supposedly they can create these giant magnetic fields. And shift everybody's stuff left or you know, like on one side of the boat or the other. And when they did this scene, or a couple times in the movie when they do these scenes, I don't know how they did it, but it looked really good with like I guess they they had people maybe like with on wires and they pulled them all at the same time and like all the 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 metally things. I don't they know. They had dude. to. They had to been on wires or. The other thing I was thinking was maybe, um, and this is just me thinking it's probably wrong, but they could have done like the old school way where you have like a room that's like on like hydraulics and stuff. And they like, here, let me put my hands so you can oh, see. Oh, and they turn it. And they turn it like this or they turn it like that. Yeah. And, but they, yeah, instead yeah. of like turning it like slow so everything like falls, they do it like really fast and catch them all really off guard. I don't know. That's the only other way I could really think of. But I think probably it would have been safer to do it with on um, wires. Yeah, but it it looked like when some of the, the characters are wearing like uh, bulletproof jackets or whatever, and, you know, they're aligned with metal, uh, they got like sucked onto the thing. It looked like they got magnetized onto yeah. the, the, the ship's hole or wherever they got put. Like, I don't know, it's kind of... But I, I thought that was really neat. Like, I was like, I don't know how they did that, but that looked cool. Well, and that's what I was, when you were talking about a little bit earlier, that's something I have never seen done in a movie. And it was very unique and very awesome and very well done. But again, the story is crap. Yeah. 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 Uh, And I I don't know how much this movie costs, but it seemed like it probably cost quite a bit to make because it's such that all the effects looked awesome. Oh, come on, dude. You know, Michael Bay, they gave him a blank check. They're like, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like this movie releases on Netflix. And then in the theaters, he's got the new Bad Boys for Life coming out in what, two weeks. So, and this this came out about uh, December 17th, I think, on, on Netflix. Something like that. It was like Something the like first that, or yeah. second week, uh, second or third week of, uh, of 2019. December. Yeah. Something like that. It's been a couple of weeks. It hasn't been out long, but. Yeah. This one, I have to say, speaking about theaters, this one is one of those ones I really would like to see in a theater just because of all the action and chaos and madness and over-the-top effects. This is one that definitely would have been better, in my opinion, in a theater. Yeah, I think the colors and some of the uh, yeah the effects stuff, like the action, would have been neat to see on a, a giant screen, you know, like with the, the digital projectors we have now. And it, it would have even popped more than our, our TVs and, and surround sounds. Yeah. I mean, it still was good. It was still very entertaining, but I would have really would have loved to see it on the, the big screen for sure. I, we don't say that all the time, but this is definitely one of those instances where the action warrants it, especially this. I mean, this is definitely like the most crazy Michael Bay, Michael Bay film that Michael Bay has ever Michael Bayed. That was a lot of Michael Baying. 
<laughs> I think it's warranted. <laughs> yeah, but like, like I said, man, my coworker when he he watched this, he's like, man, I was just thinking, whoever made this, like, did they work for Michael Bay or or like, do they do they like is he, is that his mentor? Because like this is very. Oh, it was Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> what, he, he just didn't notice it was Michael Bay because there was no Transformers? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. No, I, I, I think he he's just seen all of his movies, and he's like, they're all very... He has quite the style where he puts everything, like the tones, and like he even made a joke that, because he's a graphics artist, that there's a, a setting... Well, I think it was a joke... There's a setting on um, one of the softwares that they use that's like Michael Bay, and that like <laughs> changes all the color saturation and everything. Oh, uh, it's funny. <laughs> it's awesome. Okay, Mike or Michael, let's do it. Let's get to uh, the important part. The reason why people tune in, the real reason, other than our banter and talking about uh, uh, shitty selfies. <laughs> <laughs> You really like that. I'm 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 expecting to see quite a few pictures coming. No, no. You, you know me. I'm a big fan of the home field advantage, so it would just get boring after the first one. Yeah. Should we call you shit break? Shit break. I am not shit break. If I gotta go somewhere, I'll go somewhere, but I try and time my body to you know wow, yeah. I'm just gonna stop. I'm just gonna stop. I'm not feeding the beast, Mike. I'm not giving you more cannon <laughs> fodder. No. So, Mike, okay. All right. how many reels do you give Michael Bay's 600 crowd? All right. So, I'm going to give this one two reels out of, out of five. Two out of five? I was going to say, how many shitty selfies do you give it? But <laughs> I stopped myself. I stopped myself. <laughs> two out of five. Well, I'm glad to see we're back to four, Mike. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I give it more than two. Oh, good. Good. I give it three out of five reels i was gonna give it two and a half all day long but i was like you know what michael bay really did some awesome awesome effects and awesome blowing up of shit i have to give it that extra half a reel just for that because honestly this story is crap it's just dumb and bad and just yeah, I hate to say it, but the movie kind of feels long and stuff because it just the flow's not really there. It's just visually, it's just awesome. So, you know, I almost want people to watch it, but like on mute is fine. No, you can't have it on mute because then you have all the sounds and the surround sound and stuff. Maybe oh, yeah. just fast forward through the parts where there's no splodies. Oh, okay, so like about three minutes. No, there's more than that. Okay. Fast yeah, there's, there's a f- yeah, there's a few minutes, I guess. But okay, so Mike, next week, I know you wanted to try and do another tributary if we can get to it, but you haven't watched the movie. I've watched half of it, so I don't know if we're going to get to it or not. Do you think you're going to watch it tomorrow? Y- yeah, I should be able to watch it tomorrow, but I I know that you have some things going on, so I I don't know. What do you think? Do you, do you think we could try to record either in the evening? tomorrow or on a day during the week but i know you don't like to do those because of our time changes but it's a possibility if you want to do it and we're talking about another netflix original that uh, is getting lots of award buzz that's two popes 
And I think it would be an interesting conversation, especially with you being a Catholic, Mike. Okay. All right. I will, uh, you know, I, I should be able to watch it no problem tomorrow, but uh, I think it'll be just a matter of figuring out the time to record. Okay. Well, we can try and record tomorrow, but it'll be later. That's for sure. So I don't know. We'll figure it out. So if we can, our next pod, we're going to try and do another tributary of two popes. But if we don't get it done, guarantee the one after that will be 1917. Yes. Yes. Uh, super excited to see that World War One movie. And it's also gotten a lot of award buzz. And it, it was released, I think, on Christmas in select theaters, you know, the New York, L.A. thing. So it could get awards for last year. So I've been eagerly awaiting and i know you have too Matt. yeah i'm really i just world war one is one of those wars that they don't do a whole lot with um it's almost like the forgotten war even though it was known as the you know the war to end all wars i studied it quite a bit being a history buff and things it's fascinating i don't know if they're going to go much into the history on it it's more about the story of these two guys but it's fascinating to think Literally before World War One, people were fighting each other on horseback, and they tried to do that a few times in World War One, and it didn't work out so well. It was it's madness. It's crazy the things that World War One ushered into the world as we know it, and it's hardly ever talked about. At least in the um, arts, I guess you'd say you don't see many films about it, you don't see many TV shows about it, you don't see many video games about it. Uh, Call of Duty did uh uh not it wasn't Call of Duty Battlefield did a uh, World War One based shooter and it was really good it was really a lot of fun I have it for my Xbox and I think maybe Call of Duty did one I don't know I don't remember but um yeah I I'm excited to see more stuff done on World War One and hopefully this will spawn more but typically everybody does World War Two. Yeah, I think it's because we know a lot more. Like, it's been so long now. I mean, it, it, it's already over 100, 100 years. years. Right. Over 100 years since the end of World War One. Right. And that's, I think that's one of the reasons why we saw so much World War II stuff, because the greatest generation was still with us for a very long time. You know, they're quickly leaving this planet, but... You know, the the World War One generation, I mean, they were, it really was detrimental. It wiped out millions and millions and millions of people. So, so did World War Two. But anyways, we'll, I'll stop. I'll stop. Okay, so possibly two popes, definitely 1917. I don't have anything else. Mike, you got anything else you want to uh, jibber-jabber about? I mean, you know, where do you think you're going to do your first uh, shitty selfie? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm scouting locations. Now, if you want to participate in the Real Film Nerds Shitty Selfie Contest, please make sure to email all your shitty selfies to Mike at realfilmnerds.com. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, I just, I, just, I just got you in trouble, didn't I? Yeah, man. You just shit on me. <laughs> oh mike see you're sitting there laughing your ass off but it's not near a mic so for those of you who are not watching which is everyone except for me mike is laughing as well so anyways all right i'm done i'm gonna i'm gonna stop it i'm gonna stop it mike i'm gonna stop talking
Okay. All right. Well, um, make sure to follow us on the socials, uh, the Facebook, the Graham, the Twitters, and uh, we'll catch you on the next pod. And uh, yeah, try, try not to email me too many shitty selfies. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie. Joining me in studio now on Magic 99.1, I have Matt Hinshaw from The Real Film Nerds podcast on Magic 99.1. Did I say that twice? I don't know. Okay, it really doesn't matter, does it? Yes. Say Magic (laughs) 99.1 three or four times, then you're golden, right? You know what? In a morning, I probably say it 90 times, but that's my job. I think we need to count. You need to have someone that's going to call in and tell you exactly how many. I think you should count tomorrow morning. I don't get up, Get up at 6 a.m. and start counting. Oh, no. No, no, no. I have a hard time getting up for this one. I hear you. I hear you. All right. So you saw a couple of movies over the weekend? I stayed home and watched a bunch of Netflix, and it was delightful. Good. Good. What did you see? All right. So the two I'm going to talk about, yes, I'm going to talk about two since okay. we're off next week or I'm off next right, week. Right. You are because I'm off next week. Because you're off. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Which sucks because like next week, 1917 comes out. I know. I can't wait. That's one of the most highly anticipated films well, for me. You'll have to talk about it on your podcast. People will have to I tune in. We'll definitely talk about okay. on that All right. For and then sure. we'll talk about it when I get back. Okay. okay. Sounds like a plan. Okay. What did you see? So I saw two. I saw Michael Bay's most Michael Bay film that Michael Bay has ever made yeah. called Six Underground Starring Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Okay. And then the other one I didn't know much about, but my co-host talked me into watching it because it's getting lots of Golden Globe and Academy Award buzz is Two Popes. Oh, how was Two Popes? Fantastic. I really liked it. Well, Anthony Hopkins looks just like the Pope. Anthony Hopkins knocked it out of the park. And then Jonathan Price. Yes. Am I getting his name right? I think so. He won Jonathan uh, Best Price. Supporting Actor. He sh- oh, he was incredible. Really? He was better than Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. It was not what I thought it was going to be. I thought they were going to talk a little bit more about, you know, the the controversies in the Catholic Church and all that stuff, and that is totally not what it is. Thank goodness. It is. There's bits and pieces of it, mm-hmm. but it's more about the polar opposites that Pope Benedict is versus... Um, Pope um, Francis. Pope Francis. Yeah, yes. I always want to say Francisco, and yeah. that's not right. Right. <laughs> but right. The, the they're complete polar opposites. It's based on true events, but they come together... Multiple times before Francis and the vote and everything converges, and they talk just constantly. And it's a heavy dialogue film. Yeah. But it's gorgeous. It's well acted. It's, again, heavy dialogue, but I like that sometimes. And it was. it is on Netflix. It is on it Netflix. Yeah. Okay, okay yep. good. I'm going to watch that one. I'll, real quick, I give it four out of five reels. You do. I really enjoyed it. Okay, yeah, good. I thought it was great. Excellent. Now, Six Underground. That's another story. Yeah. If you like Michael Bay, yeah. you like explosions, yeah. and you like cars flying through the air for no reason. Right. Who doesn't, Matt? Come on. Honestly, seriously, <laughs> it is a really, really fun movie. And yeah. some of the stunts he does, does yeah. they're all practical. They are so over the top. It's right. just incredible. And Michael Bay just has, he does more realistic-ish stuff in a way, like, all these car chases and things are blowing up and he's hitting bystanders and like flying through the air. Like they don't do that. Like yeah. for some reason bystanders are magically not there in a lot of action movies. Right, not in this right. one. Not in Michael Bay's just like, we're gonna take them all out. Oh my gosh. So, I love this. It's, so not dialogue heavy this one. Action heavy. Six Underground. I, I think there was a story in there somewhere. <laughs> 
Um, where I don't know. One big crash, huh? Yeah. Towards the end. Towards the end, the story starts coming out, and uh-huh. then the movie ends. Okay. So it's just I I can't say it's a great movie. It is one I would have liked to have seen in the theaters instead of on Netflix, just because of all the splodies. Right. Because that was just so. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. But the story is just. It's just not garbage, there. and yeah. that's one of the biggest things I rate is the story. So I give Six Underground three out of five reels. Three out of five reels. And the only reason it got all the way up to three is yeah. because of just, I mean, you could tell Michael Bay is just, he got a blank check and he's like, let's just do it. So <laughs> oh, I it just, sounds like fun to me. Oh, I might it's check so that much out. fun. Okay, very good. You guys catch Matt's podcast. It's called The Real Film Nerds. And you can get it everywhere that you can catch podcasts. Thank you for coming in, Matt. Thanks again, Lisa. You're welcome.